Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June the 20th, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I guess you can say a little bit of a health update, health corner. Uh, throat is doing better. We are definitely not back to goat status, but that being said, it's it's moved from being like scratchy to like a little itchy, so that's good. Just kind of a little bit of a, <clears throat> a little bit of a cough. So minor improvements, but I'll take them. You know, it's it's daily, it's steady, so that's good. Yay. Uh, let's see, food corner, nothing to report. Womp womp. It's kind of boring. Boring life. Trying to you know hold on to this little bit of monies. <laughs> we all know the rent is coming up soon. <laughs> But no, overall, we've been good. We've been chilling. Haven't been a scrappy do as lately. Um, you know, we're still, you know, working on the finances. But, you know, budget is holding for now. So that's good. Yay. Knock on some wood. Uh, let's see here. Nothing else to really report in my life. So we're going to go ahead and um, hit it up and then hit into some news. Head into some news. Head into some news. I like that. We're going to head into some news. Yeah. Head, head right on in. <laughs> Ooh. We will. Mm. All right. All right, the first story <clears throat> comes from the, <coughs> there's that cough. Um, first story comes from the New York Times. Russia sought to kill defector in Florida. Uh, so this is a, a weird, interesting Florida story. Uh, let's see, came onto my little news feed. But let's see, let's get into a little bit of it here. And I, and I, I gotta say too, this is definitely a story that I am not going to do justice. Uh, I would definitely recommend looking this article up if, uh, if you really want to learn like the full view of it, the full story. But, um, you know, it's on the New York Times. You can get, you know, hopefully you dodge the paywall or whatever. Uh, also, there's a book that gets mentioned. Hopefully I'll, I'll find it as we go. Um, definitely seems like a really worthwhile read. Um, let's get started. As President Vladimir Putin of Russia has pursued it, uh, has pursued enemies abroad, his intelligence operatives now appear prepared to cross a line that they previously avoided, trying to kill a valuable informant for the U.S. government on American soil. The clandestine operation, seeking to eliminate a CIA informant in Miami, who had been a high-ranking Russian intelligence official more than a decade earlier, represented a brazen expansion of Putin's campaign of targeted assassinations. It also signaled a dangerous low point between intelligence services that had long that have long had a strained history. So I really feel like the story kind of centers around two of the operatives. Um, Alexander, Alexander Potiev is kind of the main guy, but, um, he was like the, 
Uh, big Target, a former Russian intelligence officer who disclosed information that led to a years-long FBI investigation that in 2010 ensnared 11 spies living under deep cover in suburbs and cities along the East Coast. They assumed fake names and worked ordinary jobs as part of an ambitious attempt by the SVR, Russia's foreign intelligence agency, to gather information and recruit more agents. Uh, let's see, let's read some more here. In keeping with an Obama administration effort to reset relations, a deal was reached that sought to ease tensions. Ten of the 11 spies were arrested and expelled to Russia. In exchange, uh, Moscow released four Russian prisoners, including Sergei Skripal, which is the second guy that's kind of like a major player here, um, a former colonel in the military intelligence service uh, who was convicted in 2006 for selling secrets to Britain. So essentially this guy was a double agent. Um, oh yeah, and here's the book. The book is called Spies, the Epic Intelligence War Between East and West, uh, to be published by an imprint of Little Brown on June 29th. So I guess that's kind of why this is kind of culminating because this book's coming out soon. It's by Calder Walton. Um, but I guess he's really just kind of going into the details of everything that went down in terms of the assassination attempt that was set up to get Potiev and the actual assassination of Skripal and his daughter, unfortunately. Uh, let's see here if I can find... I believe, um, let's see, the Russians have long used assassins to, sass, uh, to silence perceived enemies. One of the most celebrated SVR headquarters um, in Moscow is Colonel Gregory Maronovsky, a biochemist who experimented with lethal poisons, according to, former, uh, according to a former intelligence official. Um, so let's see, they talk about Putin, how, um, he's former KGB, he has a deep disdain for defectors, so, aka, you know, if you betray him, he's slaying you, so that is over. Um, but they use, like, a nerve agent to, um, kill Skripal, or at least sicken Skripal and his daughter, and they wind up literally poisoned dead on a bench. But I think this whole incident kind of tips off the u.s like oh shit they are definitely trying to tie up some loose ends here um so we need to you know kind of circle the wagons here um so they more or less just disappeared podiev and it was so good um that it looked like like even to moscow that like podiev was dead but podiev um was just lying low he was in a protection program he was moved to Miami, and um, more or less, he got a little too comfortable, and he kind of wound up, like, registering, um, you know, getting, like, I think a fishing license, shit like that, and it's always the little things that get you jammed the fuck up, because if you're a government and you want something done, motherfuckers aren't going to sleep. They aren't going to rest, so they might have put up a public thing saying, oh, yeah, we might suspect that he's dead, that he's passed away. But they also might see through that and they're also just putting up a smoke screen that they're not interested. You know, plans within plans, schemes within schemes. Um, so inevitably, this guy 
putting his name on some shit. Also, I love that this guy registered as a Republican. Mm, chef's kiss to the story. Um, but anyway, this jabroni, he's living in Miami. You know, he's doing it up, Mr. Worldwide style. Um, and Russia figures it out. Like, they, they see his name pop up, his fucking government. Like, that's crazy. Um, just completely play themselves. So they're like, okay, yeah, let's, let's fucking get him. Um, so they find, um, a guy, uh, let's see, the name is Hector Alejandro Cabrera Fuentes, and, um, he studied microbiology in Kazan, Russia. Um, he later earned a doctorate in the subject from the University of Gissen in Germany, blah, 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 that really doesn't fucking matter. Um, kind of a, just a dude. But he had two wives. So this dude's living it up. Double lifestyle. Um, let's see. A Russian living in Germany and another in Mexico. And then um, in 2019, the Russian wife and the two daughters were not allowed to leave Russia as they tried to re- return to Germany. And essentially, a Russian official met up with Fuentes and said, hey, you got a problem. We got a solution. Maybe we can help each other out. And obviously I'm paraphrasing that a little bit there, but essentially Fuentes is like, all right, what do I got to do? And they're like, we need you to rent an apartment in Miami, uh, near our, near our target. And we don't want you to put your name into it. Like you got to be discreet about this. So Fuentes says, okay, I'm down. I'll do it. He gets like a go between or whatever. He sets that up. Then they say, okay, we now need you to run surveillance and we need to see if the target is in this area. We need you to like get his car, his like the location of the car. We want, we want some information. We want some details, but do not take pictures. Okay. Don't just don't take pictures. Um, it's believed that maybe like they just didn't want him to have any like incriminating evidence unless he got caught. So he's sick. He's down. He's down to ride. He wants to get his wife and, you know, his family, you know, part two, whatever, one or two, I don't know, alpha, prime, beta, whatever the family this is. He wants them out safe. He's down to, he's down to clown. Um, problem is he tries to do a little bit of like a tailgating strategy to get into this guy's apartment to get the information he's looking for on Potiev. And he kind of bungles it a little bit and he's caught. And I guess he has like a partner and accomplice with him and they kind of hop out of the car or whatever while he's getting grilled or interrogated to get the information. And I believe they use, they take pictures, which is the no-no, like you're not supposed to fucking do that. And it's suspicious. This is awkward. It gets reported, um, you know, FBI or whatever. They look into this, they figure it out. It's squashed. So, um, Potiev lives to, you know, vote another day, fish another day. Um, I'm not sure what has become of him as of now, um, since this incident, but I imagine maybe, you know, he's been, you know, reshuffled in the program, some shit like that. Um, maybe he'll be a little bit more mindful. Um, I will say a fun little... Thing they add in here, I guess it's like what an anecdote or whatever, but they talk about um, how Trotsky was assassinated <laughs> by um, some assassinated like Mercada or Makeda or whatever. Um, but essentially, Stalin says, Hey, you gotta kill Trotsky, motherfucker's acting out, he, he's on the lamb, whatever, just fucking finish the job. 
Um, dude takes an ice pick to his head. And I, I do love that fucking story. Um, that being said, I love all of the story of the Russian Revolution. It's amazing. Um, just super fucking interesting story. And um, yeah, I'm in the weeds here on tangent. So let's go ahead and just move along. But yeah, interesting article. Um, I would recommend reading it. Like I said, I definitely didn't do it justice. But um, yeah, definitely want to talk about it. Whew. Take a breath. <laughs> Shake it out. All right. From the Associated Press, 41 women die in grisly riot in Honduran prison that president blames on Mara gangs. Uh, let's see. This takes place in, I'm going to get this name wrong, Tequigigwapa. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Honduras. Um a grisly riot at a women's prison in Honduras Tuesday left at least 41 women dead, most burned to death, and violence in violence the country's president blamed on Mara gangs that often wield broad power inside penitentiaries. Most victims were burned, but there are also reports of inmates shot at the prison in Tamara about 30 miles or 50 kilometers northwest of the Honduran capital of Tequiquilapa. Um, let's see, at least seven female inmates were being treated um, at a hospital for gunshot and knife wounds. Um, let's see, the forensics teams are removing bodies um, confirmed at, at 41. Now, granted that number may be higher. Who knows? You know, obviously I'm just kind of, I just got the story before I kind of went live and I was like, yeah, I don't know if this is good. Um, at least important to talk about, you know what I mean? Uh, let's see here, but, um, it, it's a very sad story. Um, essentially they're trying to crack down on gang activity, things of that nature. Um, People are then, you know, upset and, um, actually I might be getting this wrong. Let me not ramble off here. Local media interviewed one injured inmate outside the hospital who said prisoners belonging to the feared Barrio gang, uh, Barrio 18 gang burst into the cell block and shot other inmates or set them on fire. So this might've been like a gang attack thing actually. So like I said, let me not speculate here. I'm kind of getting a little garbled and jarbled here. Let me not do the, let me not do the misinformation. Um, but Honduran President Yumara Castro said the riot was planned by Maros with the knowledge and acquiescence of security authorities. I'm going to take drastic measures, Castro wrote in her social media accounts. Um, let's see. Uh, they do talk to some of the people who are just worried about you know, their family who are in prison, you know, they don't know the 41 people who were killed. So you just, you're, you're waiting anxiously to figure that out. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, what else do we want to talk about? But yeah, I mean, more or less they're talking about like, Hey, we are going to be cracking down on this. We're not backing down. Um, I don't know. This is a, definitely a very sticky situation because, Obviously, you understand why you don't want to have criminal gang activity in prison. You want to crack down on that activity. Obviously, this is the reason why people are in prison. You're trying to, you know, do the whole recidivism. I can never say the word recidivism. 
thing. You know, you're trying to get people to turn around, change their act or whatever. But, I mean, you're... Jail, does, jail prison just doesn't change the behavior more times than not. And uh, people just get better at being criminals or the activity just gets more and more sophisticated because you're just all around each other and, you know, you're away from civilians. So it gets easier to do even. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know this shit is a bad scene. They do reference another situation that happened. Um... The ride appears to be the worst tragedy at a female detention center in Central America since 2017 when girls at a shelter for troubled use in Guatemala set fire to mattresses to protest rapes and other mistreatment at the badly overcrowded institution. The ensuing smoke and fire killed 41 girls. So, um, man, it's just one of those things where it's like, obviously you understand why the instinct to say, oh, we're going to clamp down. Like, yeah, we're not going to back down. We're going to, like, lock this shit down. This shit's not going to happen again. But, like, taking away privileges and literal human rights from people, um, that's not good. That's just never going to be okay. Like, the idea of lockdown in that kind of atmosphere, um, I get that this is supposed to be, like, a safety thing. It's supposed to, you know, stop the violence and the activity, but, like, it's also depriving people of their literal basic rights. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm definitely not the one to be talking about all this shit and covering this shit, but this is a story that fell into my lap, and sometimes, yeah, you know, I'm gonna scuff it up. I'm gonna mess it up, but, hey, we try. We do our best. <laughs> um, but, obviously, thoughts and prayers, you know, condolences, what have you, to the people involved, lives lost in the situation. I cannot imagine being burned to death. You're already in fucking prison and that's how it goes down. That's how it ends. Like, ugh. That's rough. That's fucking tough. Um so yeah, let me let me move along here before I just fucking barrel roll through this shit and make it worse. <laughs> Obviously, thank you so much guys for and gals and bees for putting up with me and my my scuff coverage. You know, I'm just doing my best here. <laughs> You know, it's like unedited here. You know, we, we try to do one take Jake sessions. <laughs> Burps, farts, and all. All right. Next bump from Euro News. Also, I got to add, it's Euro News period. Uh, that's, that's fun. That's neat. Uh, controversial influencer Andrew Tate charged with rape and human trafficking. Okay. I know this might feel like old news because we did talk about this before. But this is relevant because this is an actual, like, an indictment. Um, I kind of realized that they were being put under house, um, or they were put under detention at first so that they could, like, do more investigation, yada, yada, yada. Then they were released. I wasn't sure if that meant that, like, they were just going to be in house arrest for a certain amount of time and, like, charges were going to get dropped. We didn't know. So I was kind of holding my breath. But, um... They do now have official charges and, you know, things are going to start rolling in terms of a trial. So this is interesting. It's relevant. So I figured we'd talk about it. Uh, the British American former boxer has been indicted in Romania for organizing a criminal group, human trafficking and rape. Uh, controversial British American influencer Andrew Tate has been indicted in Romania for organizing a criminal group human trafficking, and rape. 
the Office of the Country's Organized Crime Prosecutor, or DCOT, announced on Tuesday. His brother Tristan and two associates have also been charged. They all deny the allegations. Uh, let's see, the four were detained in December and spent several months in jail before being released on house arrest. Now, since house arrest, um, I think Tate, Andrew Tate, has, uh, grown a little bit more hair. At least he's tried. He's working on the beard. Um, you know, obviously he had to keep his gym flex back up. And of course he is back online talking about the fucking Matrix. Um, talking about how this is all lies, it's all trumped up charges, um, how, like, there's no evidence, the, the women are making these things up, blah, 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 yada, 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 um, I've even seen, um, you know, both of them on Twitter, and by both of them I mean him and his brother Tristan, which is, it's very weird to see Tristan Tate online, um, he's definitely, like, more of the silent figure of the duo, but they are both involved in all the bullshit together, it seems. Um, gosh, man, I, I, <laughs> I randomly saw this one picture of Tristan Tate, like, doing this, like, like back pose kind of thing, and he's, like, super, he's swolled up, too, like his bro, only he's got hair. Um, but you can tell, like, just the way the picture is, and, like, it's all, like, I don't know, maybe shot over his green screen or whatever it, it looks very seductive very sultry and it's like you can tell after it's like yeah dude my back look good right oh yeah right like i don't know man it's it's very funny the brand that both of these men are are putting out they're just so well prim put together um but yeah they're definitely going through this shit together i'm very curious to see how their trial is going to go Obviously, we are rooting against the Tate brothers. We are not a fan. This is not a top G podcast. I'm sorry about it. <laughs> if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, yeah, we're definitely brokies here. Um, this is a brokies broadcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this shit is a mess. I'm, I'm very curious to see how it's going to actually go. I, I try not to get too bogged down in the the day-to-day, week-to-week bullshit that this motherfucker puts out, like, and honestly, it does seem like he's kind of on the downswing, um, but at the same time, this is like a hundred-headed hydra, like, people will, will rise to replace this shit, and all you have to do is just be a misogynist, all you have to be is just be toxic, and people will just flock to you, because I think people want that validation, you know, they want to they want to reason that it's not them. Like I'm not an incel. Women are just wrong. Like like <laughs> like oh, I can just beat my problems. I just got to work out. Like no, man, you got to work on yourself. Like don't be wrong, working out and like striving for things. Like there's definitely like key notes that Andrew Tate puts out that are like good bait. Like because they are like good self-help, good just human being shit they're like hey like sometimes you do gotta push yourself sometimes you do gotta like work out you do gotta do the hard work and and through that hard work you'll you'll get somewhere it will pay off like yeah but then like you can't bank right and then go like oh yeah and and women are property like what like no (laughs) oh it's it's weird it's frustrating um, and to know that not only was this guy pushing the shit for, like, internet clout, like, he was literally doing the Epstein shit on a budget, like, you know what I mean, like, 
trying to like entrance women of like love and marriage and like stability and then they get there and like you're literally just trying to like do picture chatter based style shit i don't fucking know um I'm, that's why i'm curious to see how it is gonna lay be laid out in a trial you know what i mean none of this uh you know internet sleuth shit i want to know what romania has what's gonna get laid out and you know we'll do a little probably not a blow for blow on the trial but you know little summaries probably you know play how we'll cover that all right all right Whew. all right we got one more thing to cover <laughs> all right all right all right you know what that means classic last break i got a burp coming sorry maybe i'm so glad this is mild okay good great Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Last one from the Associated Press. Hunter Biden will plead guilty in a deal that likely averts time behind bars in a tax and gun case. Well, goddamn it, brother. I think we got him. I think that's it. Pack it in. He's guilty. He's guilty. They're guilty. Lock them all up. Trump didn't do it. <laughs> all right. Um, I'm just giving you a little preview of uh, what some Trumper is going to say at some rally at some fucking point or has probably already said. Um, but let's see. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, will plead guilty to federal tax, offent- uh, tax offenses but avoid full prosecution on a separate gun charge and a deal with the Justice Department that likely spares him time behind bars. Um, also, Hunter Biden is only 53 years old, um, which, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of old to me. You guys know that I, I, I view you. You're kind of over the hill once you're like in your 40s to me. Like once you hit 50 plus, you're kind of old kind of washed up to me, but Hunter Biden be moving like he young, like he has a little young spirit, any motherfucker who is listening to young thug lyrics, and then has like, the, the energy to be like, oh, I'm gonna like, send these lyrics to my lawyer, like what, like that's Hunter Biden, that's how Hunter Biden moves, okay, Hunter Biden's getting foot jobs from sex workers, and he's recording that shit, with his gun out, okay, that's how Hunter Biden rolls, all right, and now look, I know this, I know this, and yet here I am, voting for his father to be president, shame on motherfucking me, oh my god, oh my god, I'm so bad, I'm so fucked up for that, (laughs) am I the baddie, yes, correct, check, um, I don't know, man, obviously to me, this is fucked up, because he should be getting, like, real charges like felony charges for the shit um you know he had his little 38 special or whatever um he's not supposed to be having that because everybody knows he smokes fucking crack (laughs) allegedly i don't know i think it's crack i feel like it's crack but um you know he has a known drug problem And, and i will say if he is genuinely recovering obviously more power to him this isn't me trying to clown on someone like and their actual efforts to get better, if that's true. Um, but this is obviously about the bullshit he's done. Um, in terms of the tax stuff, 
that is a bit connected to the Ukraine situation. Um, and I think that's something that people do have, like, merit to be mad and upset about. Because it's like, wait, like, this, this shit is kind of deep and we're just going to let that slide? Like, what? Um, but yeah, that that is the shit that happens to politicians. <laughs> um and I, and I know, like, even in this article, they go kind of back and forth with the whole thing with Trump and obviously the documents, because that's like the biggest fucking thing. Also, a little bit of side news here. Uh, they have scheduled his trial to start for that um, indictment for Trump on on the 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 government, uh, the you know, the, the boxes, the the information he's not supposed to have, the confidential shit. Yeah, uh, for August, but we'll see. I mean. He might throw a three-ring circus to try to delay that for as long as possible. So I kind of still believe that he could inflate that number, you know, delay that shit, you know, for a a year plus. Who knows? Um, But yeah, back to Biden. Uh, Back to Hunter. Uh, Yeah, the handgun he had was a Colt Cobra 38 Special. Um, He had it for 11 days in October of 2018. Uh, let's see, uh, he's pleading guilty to pay, failing to pay more than $100,000 in taxes on over $1.5 million in income, uh, which normally charges would carry a maximum penalty of a year in prison. So essentially him getting them to kind of be like, oh, I'll plead guilty to this, these things and we'll call it cool. Like for like a misdemeanor, I'll do probation. That's essentially what he's looking at, but granted, the judge hasn't, like, you know, officially come out and said that yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously for the right, they are going to be using this saying, like, hey, this guy's getting away with a slap on the wrist. He's getting a sweetheart deal. Um, but I, I am curious about the links to the Ukraine stuff and all that. You know, I do think there's something there. Um, but hey, I mean, this was something that was investigated by, I believe, a Trump-appointed judge from Delaware. Um, even though, I mean, that's still home field advantage for the Bidens. I don't know. Who knows? Um, that being said, I, I myself, and I think a lot of people, when you task them to this, they would not say that like, oh man, I love President Joe Biden. I love the Bidens. You know what? I love the Clintons. The Clintons, what a squeaky clean family. Like no one says that. Like, we all know these politicians are bad people. <laughs> At the end of the day, we are always making a decision of lesser evils. So I always hate when this tit for tat gets caught up in the discourse, you know, just ginned up. It's like, what are you doing with this? This is so childish. Like, at the end of the day, when you're talking about Trump and his shit, like, lock him up. For Bidens, for all the for both the Bidens, lock him up. Like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> Like, I, I don't care that, like, Hunter Biden's sad. Like, oh, like, at the end of the day, if you're doing things that are legal, like, shit, hit him with that Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, though, I'm not surprised that he is getting off with just this. Um, but at least we can also say that, hey, they tried him. And, and at the end of the day, that's all I want for Trump. I just want to see Trump in court for the shit. You know what I mean? Like, is he going to get away with it? Who fucking knows? I'm very interested. I, I do think he is kind of pegged. Um, you know, Donnie, old Donnie, old Teflon Donnie. But who knows? I mean, maybe he'll squiggle his way through it. Maybe he'll get elected in time to, like, wave a magic wand on this shit. I don't know, man. Politics is usual, right? 
Um, oh man, but that's the episode. I've gone long on a, on a on a scuffed episode. I'm so sorry, but I appreciate you for being a friend and listening and tuning in. I do sadly have to chill just a little bit. Uh, Patreon.com says so Isaiah News. Uh, get your newsy status. I'll say your name on the podcast. Plug a project. You know all that good good. Uh, Isaiah News One at Gmail.com. That's the Gmail to reach me. Any feedback, whatever. Uh, feel free to hit us. Hit us. Hit me up. Hit we up. You know the organization. Sure, whatever. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. If you're listening on YouTube, please hit the subscribe, hit the fucking like. We love to see it. Uh, comments are welcome. Ratings, welcome. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's all we got. I thank you so much for being a friend. I thank you so much for tuning in. And hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.